I misspelled this one. I spelled it Cinema Vazredland. <laughs> Vazredland. Cinema Vazredland. In Schlockavinia. Schlock. Schlockavinia. We'll be at Cinema Wasteland sometime in October. Hopefully on the days that it's actually happening. <laughs> that would be a good thing. <laughs> the doors are locked. <laughs> Where's all the freaks? Our favorite freaks. This is Dr. Tar. Hoy, hoy, hoy. This is Professor Feather. And this is the Midnight Gadfly. And we're speeding down the Audubon. We're coming to you for Unsane Radio. Yes, sir. Alright, on this episode, we'll be talking about the things. All kinds of things. Things. Things here, things there. Things everywhere. Just Uh, things. We're going to talk about some things. We're not talking about the Adams Family thing, but we may mention him. Or her. (laughs) This episode is going to be all about the thing. All the movies made were based on the story that I'm going to talk about, a novella which is written in 1938 by John W. Campbell under the pseudonym of Don A. Stewart. And it was originally published in Astounding Science Fiction magazine. The title of it is, Who Goes There? Let me read a couple of paragraphs just to give you an idea of what the story is, how the story was developed and how it was turned, obviously why it was turned into movies. The place stank, a queer, mingled stench that only the ice-buried cabins of an Antarctic camp know, compounded of reeking human sweat and the heavy fish oil stench of melted seal blubber. An overtone of liniment combated the musty smells of sweat and snow-drenched furs. The acrid odor of burned cooking fat and the animal, not unpleasant smell of dogs diluted by time hung in the air. Lingering odors of machine oil contrasted sharply with the taint of harness dressing and leather. Yet somehow, through all that reek of human beings and their associates, dogs, machines, and cooking, came another taint. It was a queer, neck-ruffling thing, a faintest suggestion of an odor alien among the smells of industry and life. And it was a life smell. But it came from the thing that lay bound with cord and tarpaulin on the table, dripping slowly, methodically onto the heavy planks, dank and gaunt under the unshielded glare of the electric light. The Thing from Another World was the first film adaptation. 1951, was it? Yeah. For, uh, and uh, Christian Nyby is the director. And uh, who was it? Uh, Howard Hawks produced the movie. Right. And it, it became a, uh, well, along uh, 1951, uh, this came out, and what else? Uh, Day the Earth Stood Still. But they're like two different, this was the invasion type well, set up the invasion idea, but the, the yeah, so, but it's a interesting story. I just, I, well, you were you were talking uh, at one point. You had uh, Dr. Tar had <coughs> mentioned that um, <clears throat> this was the first time they really decided to like examine alien physiology or whatever, like to to kind of understand about an alien. Oh, well, yeah, just the way it was presented in a tried to present it in a realistic fashion as opposed to the fantastical aspects of it. I mean, trying to explain 
like the physiology of the alien itself being plant-based and all that stuff. And, and it's just all, they're not showing you this, but it's just all a uh, dialogue in the movie. And it's great. It, it kind right. of, the, the, yes, this movie um, varies from the, the story in how it's presented. And even in, yeah, it, it really uh, changed the story a lot. Yes. Yeah. Um, it became a whole different creature. Actually, <laughs> it really did. It did. It, it, it did. <laughs> yes. But it's 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 got really good dialogue. Um, the cinematography is really good. James Arness plays the monster. It kept uh, the location or, or the alien. I'm sorry. Yes. He's the monster alien. Um, he was the big carrot guy. They said he was super carrot. Yeah, super carrot. But uh, it's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good movie. I I, I really enjoyed it when I was a kid. Um, I liked it a lot. You know, I remember seeing it on TV quite a few times. But the story kind of bumped up the time and um, to a degree, yeah. Yeah, and degree. Uh, um, but still kept it kept it relatively like like what the it would be there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, at that at that time, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, very very economical on the sets, and and it was not a high budget movie by any means. No, no, no but yeah, but I think the the sets themselves are you know I think in the the first two versions of the thing, the set becomes a huge character for both of, Being of them. Being claustrophobic. Yeah. And claustrophobic yeah. and just the way it's put together, the kind of ad hoc, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of assembled and it doesn't look real clean or, you know. Right. And well, you know, Are you talking now, wait a minute, are we talking about the first one? Yes, yeah. the first and the second one. I didn't think the first one was so dirty looking. Uh, yeah. There were... Well, you got when boards. they got into the tunnels, well, that's, yeah, true. that's true. Boards on the floors, that, the boards yeah. on that is true. That is, and that true. Was, oh, that's, that's true. any kind of took that, yeah. yeah. But uh, going back to uh, in the first one, the the two greatest scenes I think for me was uh, first one they discover the saucer, which is a classic scene when they have to spread out and they find their their um, the circle. Yeah. The yes. Perfect saucer. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, the, I think my second favorite scene is when they're in the the lab or i guess the greenhouse and uh the doctor's been growing the seeds from underneath the thing's hand and you know they have the little pods sitting there and uh he's been real tired and he won't talk and on his his assistant's reading all this stuff off anyway he finally gives him his associate the stethoscope and he listens to the little pod and the guy and the guy, the scientist, suddenly becomes really ashen-looking, and and they ask him, "What do you hear?" And he goes, "It sounds of the newborn wailing." And it's just, yeah, it that was a really that was a good scene. Yeah, yeah right. and the fact that you already knew at that point that it fed off of blood, and he was feeding it blood, and it was it was that was pretty creepy. I thought it was, that was no, good. Yeah, I right. um no, I, d- I was just going to say that uh, the sets were very obviously sets, even when they're out in the winter there, because no. you can you can see the seam in the in the background. Yeah, so you're right. Like, but you know, 1951. No, but I think that's I think yeah, like that. but I think that's great. What's great is you can still go back and watch movies like that and not be bummed out or taken out of the movie because it's not oh, like no, these I, great special effects. Right. Sometimes like the the really good new special effects are too much. Sometimes. And I would say that's you know once we get into the 2011 one. That's yeah. where they, you know, they just go in a completely different direction. We probably could do a whole show on science fiction or movies that we really like, but have very little special effects in them, you know, for oh, the yeah. most part. Yeah. Yeah, what's the robot monster with the, is that the gorilla? With the, <laughs> that, was, that was pretty bad. I like that one, though. No, it, well, yeah, it's just the imagery, yeah. That's a good movie. I like it. But anyway, getting back to the thing here. Um so yeah, I mean, the so the 1951, you know, varied it, it varied in in the uh, presentation uh, uh, of the alien. Yeah, well, not only in the pres- but in the presentation of of how the the people interact, um, because these in the yes. in this one, this was this harkens back to what they a lot of critics and and observers have called the. You were right, Doctor Tar. It's one. It's one of the. It, Alien invasion movies, and which was all a metaphor for uh, the Cold War and uh, the Soviet Union, and you know invasion of aliens, and this was all you know kind of supposed to be kind of taking that all into into effect of the time. But um, the, the 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 
crew, the, all the, the humans, they all work in concert. You know, it's a it's a team effort that is not divided. It's m- more militaristic. Exactly. Exactly. And we, which was the way we were kind of leaning at that time, you know, to a large degree. But anyway, so that's that's one of the variations. Um, but if you haven't seen um, thing from another world, you've got to see it. It's it's a it's a classic. It's really good. This uh, is the first time it, I saw it. Could I, I add never something seen to it this? Before. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, this it also came out at a time when uh, flying saucers were a really big thing, and they kind of point that out at one scene. Right, that's true. Um, what was it in forty seven when the, supposedly the sightings over Washington and it was a and uh, Kenneth Arnold and all that stuff. Right. So everybody's aware that they you know. Yeah, it was a big thing. But anyway, yeah, it, and it leans more towards that than it does, you know, the invasion and saucers and kind of setting up the whole trope for all that stuff. And it was, yeah, no, that's true. It, yeah. Well, I think that is interesting that you were saying that um, the other movie that came out that year was uh, was the Day the Earth Stood Still, which is another one of my which goes favorites. which is one of all of our all time, yeah. which is interesting because it kind of mimics. Well, there's two different things there, you know. Right. One is like benevolent, and the other one is not so benevolent. The, the people that are bad are us, you know? which is interesting because that reflects in the uh, supposedly UFO community at the time too, because you had uh, people saying, "Oh, it's an invasion." and Going along, you know, these are nuts and bolts machines. They're, they're coming here. Then you got the contactees like George Adamski and stuff like that preaching the literally like a religion coming from Venus or whatever it was. And right. Anyway, and it plays off of that stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's interesting time for that stuff. It is, it is, it is, it is interesting that those two movies when, came out. In the alien, same alien, when alien invasions come from War of the World, right? When was that? That was one of the first ones, yeah. Yeah. When was when was that though? I mean, when did they do that original one? What story or the? Well, the I know movie. the story was way early, and then there was the big scare that got into everybody's brains. That because was thirty-eight. Yeah. Wells. That was, that was thirty-eight. Yeah. yeah. And then Orson uh, Wells. What was it? What's fifty-four. I think fifty-four. George Powell's. Yeah. Well, I think it was, wasn't it fifty-four. Real close. Mid, yeah, yeah. Something like or 50, 53, 54. Yeah. And there like again, that. you know, it's the height of the Cold War. You know, or actually, it's not the height; it's the beginning of the Cold War. It's getting into the Cold War. Yeah, nineteen fifty-three. Fifty-three. Okay, but yeah, all these have like a theme of military element well, to it. That's why I said that's you know, especially it, the fifties. Yeah. They've all equated it to to the alien invasion, you know, and the Cold War, Soviet Union, and, and our army repelling it. Yes, exactly. Our military, exactly. And then you have Ed Wood, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yes, um, yes, it is. But we got um, so. That's pretty much it for a uh, thing from another world. It, it really set set a standard and where that a direction, I guess, a main where a lot of movies took off their influence, I guess. Well, obviously, because it influenced the next movie <laughs> tremendously. Yes. Yes, it did. There's 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 there's, you know, there's uh, homages to the original movie. Oh, in, yeah. In in the thing which came out in what year? 1982. 1982, Kurt Russell. Yeah, and directed by John Carpenter. Which, (laughs) it is one of my favorite movies. It is, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. It's, I think it, uh, I think the way it looks, it's John Carpenter's best looking film. Like, just the way it is. uh, It's his most polished, I think. Yep. Carpenter considers this his best film. Does he? Yes. And it, 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 Everything came together on this one. I think the acting, the script, music, 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 yeah. the sets, effects, yeah, the sets, and the just, effects. It was it, and this is a truer telling of the Closer story, the story of, yes. of the original story, and it, it's, but it's really good. If you've never seen it, which I find that hard to believe, but if you've never <laughs> seen it, sit down and watch it. It is. It, it truly is a classic now. But uh, at the time, it was panned. It was they did not like it. Yeah, it didn't do well, but it became a cult classic. Yes. almost immediately because it is soon, a good movie. Soon. Yeah, yeah, as soon as I mean, this is one of those movies where we got to see the effect of having the paid uh, subscriptions like HBO and Showtime. Right, where this was a new place for them to find you know these kinds of audiences. Um, oh, I got to see it in the theater, and it, was, it oh, wasn't very many people in the theater. But I saw it in the theater too. Yes, 
but it, it was okay. um yeah it, it really uh set me back with the first time i saw it. it i really loved it it was one of those movies i wanted to go back and see again well all of the actors the one thing that to me stood out about the 1982 version is i could distinguish every character from every other character both in the way they were written and acted, but the way they and looked. And even visually. The way they looked. They, yeah, looked. they all had, there was just such a variety. And then that is as much a movie is the interaction between them as it is the just the creature itself, you know. Right. And it starts to go into things where, you know, instead of it being like about the Cold War, it's about the betrayal of what you already know, like especially with the dogs coming in. You know, you got man's best friend that all of a sudden becomes this fucking horrific creature. <laughs> I mean, well, the, and well, it, and it, it's it, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it it bends perception. So every and it makes everybody extremely cautious because the alien can over can create and look like another alien, which it, and, which and, you know and, what reminds me of. Oh shoot! What, what's the name of the? What's the, oh darn it! Body Snatchers. Oh, the invasion of the body. <laughs> the invasion snatchers. of yeah. the body snatchers. You, another you, another movie from the fifties. That. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, in this one, that's losing that, your soul and your your individuality. You know, but also just being but being concealed and among and not knowing who. That's what I said. You know, that, the what's the original title of the of the novella? Who goes there? Who goes there? You know, that's, I mean, that says it all right there. And because the, you can, because that's, it sets up that, that whole paranoia. And in the Carpenter's movie, it also becomes in that. In Carpenter's that, movie, that, that's what I mean. That yeah. kind of that disease fear, too. You know, you could get this, yeah, that whole, just slightest contact, you can be infected with this. And it's just, yeah, that whole disease fear that was starting to come online, too. Almost a Cronenberg. I didn't get that from it. Oh, you did? I didn't get oh, that from did. the thing at all. No. Oh, I did. Did yeah. you? It, yeah, I, I did. mean, do no, yeah. no. I didn't get that at it's all. It's because di- it is a disease. I well, mean, that's, uh, that's it, what he is. The the things thing. I he, mean, he and his intelligence resides in all the cells, yeah. and it's just or its intelligence or whatever. Yeah, because of the whole scene where they've got everybody, you know, kind of tied up, and they've got they're heating that wire and yeah, but, putting it in the blood. But the, the reason I never equated that there has to be an ingestion. The the creature has to ingest what he's. I well no I well what yes. I took what, but the particles themselves are separate creatures and then the contact with the blood they were talking about when they had that computer simulation about the but that doesn't turn you that doesn't turn you into one of the creatures. Well, you have to be consumed, but I'm just saying when you become infected with the thing, I mean it, it resided in cells. That's what they there were. That's well, the base. At one point he was talking about contact with the fluids right. and stuff like that you know right yeah and I, then he was like uh <laughs> no, i can see where you guys are coming from i just i never made that i never made that uh that connection that at all. i always oh, looked at it as, as that's what made as it the physical alien had has to actually physically eat you and ingest you right you know and using your cells and mass and all that stuff to change create yeah no yeah using your cells for their cells to create yes. new cells which, which are a replica, yeah, <laughs> but it's a it, it's a it's a pretty pretty scary movie. Got a lot of thrills and action, and I'm sure like like everybody here has said, you've probably all seen that this movie, uh, and a few times. You're right. The acting, I really enjoyed the acting though too. The now, acting like, was really, really the one thing I, I um, here's here's what I like about directors. When Kurt Russell goes out, they go out. Remember the hat he's wearing. The sombrero, yeah. Right away, that's not, that's that. You know, you look at it and you laugh when you see it, but it automatically makes you know that he's kind of a maverick. Yeah, you know yes. that he he doesn't think like everybody else, which ends up being a very big plot point in this movie. He doesn't want to associate with other people, which right. He doesn't, and he's also, but he becomes this the the tactician. Yes, because yes. he's and they establish it right away because he's playing chess with the computer and he gets pissed off and dumps his drink in the computer yes. which by the way if you watch this movie it is kind of funny when he's playing with the computer though if you look <laughs> yeah it is that whole thing that, that's good but it's a really good movie um, I mean we, we all like we all said I think this is on our top I think John Carpenter top should go back and CGI yeah. put well, a newer computer he just and Carpenter always gets like the, the best character actors you know he gets yes. uh, Keith David yeah you know, to play in there, and that's you know, Wilfred the, yeah, Brimley, Wilfred Brimley yeah. yeah, diabetes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'll kill you. 
<laughs> the only criticism anybody has ever I've heard recently, um, I never heard this, I never even thought about it because I don't think in those terms, but there are no women in this movie. No, there are no women. No, I it's it, it is kind of curious. I get, I, it is well, kind of curious. Not, yeah. well, is it a military base? No. It's not a military base. It's science science. It's not, right. No. It's a I science base. No, I don't know. And there are women scientists. No, I get that. I, I just found it curious that it wasn't all all male. But that probably, and I never thought about it until. But it was if you probably up. think about it, it probably went back to the original story too. Right. Yeah. Thirty eight, yeah. But in the in the fifty one movie there were women. Yes. You're right. In the twenty eleven one there were women. And then too. in twenty eleven, which yep. is the which is called the thing, it's which is actually a but prequel a, I, but to to the uh Carpenter thing. Yeah. But I could I could see an all male base so too. I mean that's happened. Doesn't before. matter. It's it, just a it's a moot point yeah. really. Um but so in twenty eleven some people decided they were gonna capitalize on they wanted the to do a remake, but they couldn't, so they did a prequel. Yeah, which became a remake, <laughs> essentially, um, with a few minor changes here and there. And the minor changes were probably some of the best things about the movie, such as the, the, the ship scenes at the end. That was a little more original. Um, but uh, there again... It was unnecessary. It, the, the whole movie was unnecessary. It was a remake. Because it was like the same situations over and over. The only difference is they had a the main protagonist is a woman, and that's probably the only real difference. Yeah. Um, they go through the same old stuff about uh, you know, it, and it just lacks it, that feel and well, everything. It, I else don't think it lacks the feel. I think it just mimicked the Carpenter feel so does. much that there's it, no there, there there's just no creativity there and. You know, it's kind of hard to understand. Um, you know, they, the only thing, the only laudable point to the whole thing is they did tie this to the to the Carpenter movie in several different ways, visually, you know, with oh, different with the things. creatures or... Uh, well, at the dog at the end. Yeah. And, and uh, the, well, um, yeah. you know, the, the axe in the wall that when you see... Uh, I don't know. One of my biggest complaints, it didn't even feel like it was the same time period as... You know, I mean, it just had a feel to it. It just didn't, it, it, it didn't flow. The t- what they're trying to say was, it just didn't flow to me. The, the problem was, it, it wasn't a thing movie. I don't think. I mean, I watch it and I thought this is more of an alien movie because we see a lot of the thing, uh, and it's there's a lot less mystery as to who's infected. You know what I mean? Like there's just like a couple of parts where they do that, and that's it. Um, the sets are complete garbage. I mean, if you look at those sets. You can tell there's sprayed on snow that people didn't scrape. I mean, it just looks... They're sitting on that porch outside that one They've time. been flocked. They're supposed to be in, what, Antarctica or whatever, and there's no breath, you know, in certain scenes, and you're like, going, what the... Come on, this is, like, supposed to be a big budget. But the whole idea of the thing just wasn't... The other thing is, is I could not tell... Everybody looked alike. I, I couldn't tell anybody from one another. And then there was no distinguishing characteristics other than the... Generic actors. Except for the dude right. with the big red hair, you know, the, the beard, who, you know... Who had the greatest eyes? He had the greatest. Well, yeah, he's from he's from Game of Thrones or whatever. He's uh, he's one of the northern guys. He's got those guys' eyes. He's one of the best characters in there. The uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, yeah, who's the, who's main, the woman, main, main character, is uh, is really a great actress. And that was the other thing. The, the dialogue in this garbage. I mean, it is ter- it is painful yes. just to listen to it. And like a lot of it was completely unnecessary. It's they, just uninspired. Yeah. Uninspired movie, but you, you've seen if you've seen season three of Fargo, she's in season three of Fargo as the one of the card players that's uh, with the twin of one of the twins. I haven't seen season three. Oh my god, it's so good! And she's got that she got that accent from up there in Fargo, and you know, she, nice. oh, she does. She's just great, yeah. And that's a really guy. All three seasons of Fargo so far have just been phenomenal. But yeah, she was, she's but that to me, like when you see somebody act in that, and then you see them in a movie like this, you go, "Oh, what a waste!" Yeah, I th- and there again, it, it, it that all depends on the script, you know. Um, if you don't have a good script, if you have an uninspired okay. script, and that's the music, the, way it goes. the music was terrible. It was annoying. Yes, yeah, I didn't like, like the music. Have, have you got it that we don't like this one? <laughs> <laughs> Insipid. <laughs> So there you have it. The uh, the things we the oh wait things. a minute now wait the a minute we're going to mention another movie that uh, was uh, 
Dr. Tar says that this movie was based on Who Goes There. Also, oh, the uh, Horror Express, which was like a, a Spanish co-production with someone else and had... Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing was in it a little bit. Um, Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas, that's right. Uh, Go Jack! But it's it, it but all the takes idea place. Was that they, yeah, they find a, a, a ape-like creature in Siberia, but it, apparently it's infected with an alien intelligence that can incorporate itself with any kind of physical being or whatever. But anyway, they find it and they he thinks he's found the missing link and takes it on the trans uh, the Trans Siberian Express. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, so it becomes a murder mystery with a sci-fi monster on the that's right orient express orient express <laughs> anyway it was, it, kind of, it was interesting but anyway supposedly the story was based on who goes there halt who goes there yeah right yeah interesting is, so yeah. there you have it supposedly yeah so we like the first thing we like the second thing a lot third thing sucks. third thing was just i could just throw away and and horror express is fun yeah it's a fun movie yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. When they, when they, when they unscrew the skull cap, and, yes, and the brains all, all smooth, smooth brains, smooth. I like my brains shaved. Doctor Tom. Not yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dr. Tar. Not yet. And over there is Midnight Gadfly. And sitting yonders, <laughs> you pass a feather. Yondu. Yondu. Yondu feather. Undo feather. Freaky. Oh, you know what that music means? <laughs> We're in this huge hangar again. God damn it. Hangar 51. And there's nothing here, by the way. Just an empty room. And the wig <laughs> That's where Tom Feather, they like, uh, they take a quiz. <laughs> they do... They do wig things. Quiz once. <laughs> can I take a, a quiz? In, can I take a quiz in peace? <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you a question, and we're going to go back and forth between tar and feather. We're yeah. not going to do the same thing that we were doing before. It didn't work at all. Check out our paywall. <laughs> <laughs> all you Patreons. All right, uh, who wants to start? Who wants to go first? Who volunteers? How are we doing this? You're just going to answer Wait a, a question. Hold up. It's going let, to me get, to, let me get into the game now, buddy. We're going. Uh, How are we doing this? We're, we're going back to the old method where I ask a question of each of you. Yes, got and you. Then you answer it. I'll give you uh, multiple choice if you want. Got it. If you don't, I won't. Yes, got it. Uh, okay. Wait a minute. What was that? I have that in writing? Wait a minute. What was that middle part? That was yes. <laughs> okay. It was Michael Sarah. Okay. Sarah. Michael Sarah. K Sarah Sarah. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah Sarah. Yeah. Michael Sarah Sarah. He was a blue man. Whatever will be, will be. All right, here we go. We're, who's starting? Somebody has to volunteer to go first. Tar volunteers. Okay, Tar, here Thanks. it is. Thanks. You're welcome. This is just general sci-fi. This is no era. This is like, could be from any time. Could be from 1901. Could it be, okay. from, the, could it be from the future, Alex? It it's okay. Be. I'm a time traveler. It would be because if it's Doctor Who related... Another touching tale of a human and alien becoming pals in the 1985 film. Enemy Mine. All right. We have Daryl. We have Enemy Mine. And we have Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a game changer. It was the dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you're saying it is Enemy Mine? Yes. Randy Quaid. It wasn't Randy Quaid. No, it was the other Quaid. <laughs> Jake? Oh, no, that's the boys. It was Hade Quaid. Hade Quaid. <laughs> Pequot. No, it was. Pequot. <laughs> no, it was a Quaid. It was a Quaid. Pequot. Yeah. Quaid. It wasn't Randy, but who was it? <laughs> it was Dennis. Dennis, Dennis that's Quaid. it. Damn it. Sorry. 
Sorry, sorry, Dennis. Okay, I think that's a really good movie. That's like all right. I, I liked it. Yeah, it was. A, I liked it. Was it. A, it was a, like the, I think the twist and everything. I was did like really it when good. I first saw it, just because it was that. Yeah, it didn't have to end. Yeah, one of those things. What it was like? I think it was really one of those uh, uh, first science fiction movies that are that was hitting at the gender boundary. You know what I mean? Right. Like you. Have oh, a, you him have, you being. Have a, uh, a spoiler alert. <laughs> when you were talking about <laughs> fuck you gadfly <laughs> not today got a hemorrhoid oh. but that's kind of like a french tickler <laughs> <laughs> oh two spoon oh we're gonna folk oh, oh. it is okay okay we're question my question your question <laughs> we're off to professor feather now which is at the end a, of the nothing. I'm gonna mute you. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Which is a real name of a British '80s sci-fi film? What are ready? Yeah. Yes. Galactic geeks get the girls. Morons from outer space. It never rains on Uranus. <laughs> That's Mark Justice movie. Whoa. I'm sorry. Hey, you I'm going to say morons. Boy, that's... Which is the real name? Morons from Outer Space? Yes. All right. Tar likes your answer. That is correct! <laughs> I had those two... Yeah. Comedians. Sammy Petrillo. <laughs> no, I'm taking oh, now, yeah. we're, now, now we're back into the easy okay. ones. You Here ready? we go. Tar, this is for Tar. This is for Tar. RoboCop stars... Emilio Estevez... <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger or Peter Vela? Peter Vela. Oh, come on. That's a truth bomb! (laughs) (laughs) WKR. Did you. When when, uh, Robocop came out, did you guys actually. Did you get to see it it before they took it back and cut it? Yes. When it was like the the X rated type. Yeah, I went to see it. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I know. Yeah. And when, what was your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite was when that, all that industrial chemicals and stuff fell on the guy. <laughs> Anything with the uh, red foreman was great. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. What's his name? Wood. Uh, red. Uh, Woodworker. Redwood. Redwood. Red, 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 red. <laughs> Red, uh, Red Foreman. He was, he was on that '70s show. He was great. Oh, I don't know what his real name is. Yeah, I do, but I don't. I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> anyway, next we are question. Full of so information. Now it's, I know. it's for me, right? Yeah, this one's for you. Professor <laughs> Feather here. Here, here's a follow-up question. But wasn't Emilio Estevez in another '80s sci-fi classic? What are the? Yeah. Here, here's the options. Yes. Robocop 2. Yes. Repo Man. Yes. Or Nope. Repo Man. I'm, I could have answered that, but I wanted to hear the others. I just want to hear what he had to say. That is correct. I like Repo Man. I like have you song. seen? I like the soundtrack. Now, to, to, have I haven't you seen, seen the new one. Have you seen Repo Man, the musical? No. Is it good? No. <laughs> It's dumb. Is that the opera? Yeah, the opera. Oh, that's oh, right. yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. they're going it's after your, going through your organs and all that shit. Yeah, it's Repo Man, the opera. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It's not the Repo but, Man. It, no, but the Repo Man, Emilio, Emilio, and who is and who was the other star? Oh, who was that? Um, come on. Oh, oh, it's uh, he's dead now. He uh, oh shit. Come on, you got it. Come on, Tar. Dean. Harry Dean Stanton. Yes, Harry Dean Stanton, yeah. a great actor, oh, and that awesome, yeah. and that movie is a lot of fun too. It is, and a great blues guitarist and singer. Yes, absolutely. Okay, the next question. This one is for Doctor Tar. You don't get any options. You have to tell me. There's no, there's no options. What is Khan's full name in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan? Oh God damn it! <laughs> no, that's wrong. Wrong. You're out. Fine Corinthian leather. Mm. <laughs> Give it to him. Give it to him. <laughs> the plane. The plane. Go away, my midget friend. 
Is it Gerald Kahn? Kahn <laughs> Deperfunked? <laughs> or Kahn Noonien Singh? Oh, that one. <laughs> Kahn Noonien Singh. Yeah. I will kill you. I'm going to start making up my own quiz. Yeah, it'd be probably better. It would be. Okay, here we go. This is to Professor Feather. Which Mad Max film came out in 1981? Was it Mad Max, The Road Warrior, or Beyond Thunderdome? Beyond Thunderdome. That is incorrect. Point to Tar. (gasps) Mad Max. Mad Max, yes. And Thunderdome was 83? It was in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But but not 81. Not 81. Yeah, no, I was one. thinking that, yeah, for some reason I was thinking... The no, original. Mad Max was the 70s. I mean, it was like 78 or something. And then Road Warrior was 81. I forgot a bit. Yeah. All right. So Tar has one point. Feather has zero. I thought you had zero. <laughs> okay, that's over. All right. Here we go, Tar. Ready? No. What is Kevin Flynn's, Jeff Bridges' job in Tron? He's a, a com- computer programmer. He's a programmer. So you would say software engineer? Yes. Whatever. Yeah, sure. That is correct. Of course, because that's how we... Master Blaster, whatever. No, that's the other movie. What's his name? Master... Master? What? Oh, the Central Control. Oh, no, Central Control. Wasn't it? <laughs> The other one was Master Blaster. Sorry, Master Blaster. You're Master. Blaster. You're back in the yeah. Oh. Different. That's uh, a different I'm, movie. I'm getting my computers and my uh, post post apocalyptic. That's, that's Thunderdrome. Uh, yes. Okay. Like, with a again. What's, what's the magic? Angelo Rossi. Rossi. To make Rossellini. To make Rossellini. Yeah, and yeah. he was a uh, part of Master Blaster. Yes. He's the master yes, of the blaster. Of the blaster. To make this interesting, I'm going to no longer give you options. You're going to have to just give me an answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. That, sure. That's good. That's good. Right. Who is the Terminator sent to kill, Professor Feather? John. Don't get half a point. <laughs> Vi- vicariously, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no! It was uh, Sarah Connor. But oh, that's right. Remember, he sent back to to kill Sarah. Well, oh, that's yeah, right. but no, that, hey, that's if right. he kill her, it kills John Connor. Right. So you're point. killing John Connor. I, that's why I said that I get half a point. <laughs> this is a pop culture podcast. I lost. I lost. Okay, I lost. What the fuck? Right. Two to nothing. What Two to nothing. Yes. What the fuck? All right, here we go. Ready? No. What day does Marty travel to in Back to the Future? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, uh, you know this one. Come on. No, I don't. Come no. on. You know this one. Fuck. You totally know this one. Dr. Tar truly embarrassed about this. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you want some options? Okay. July 4th, 1955. Oh, July 4th. Wait a minute. October 31st, 2015. No, July 4th. November 5th, 1955. Ooh. <laughs> Is that my choices? Yes. Those are your choices. You already got it wrong, and Professor Feather gets a point, but... Oh, what the fuck? Oh, go ahead. One Which one do you want? Which one? Oh, I July don't July 4th or November 5th? Uh, November 5th. That was the correct answer, but you didn't get it soon enough. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> it's one to two. Okay. You have two and I have one. Okay, ready? This, this is, for, is for me. This, this is, is for Professor Feather? This is for Professor Feather. Okay, listen to this. What highbrow writer penned the critical and box office bomb Saturn Three? Arthur C. Clarke. Only three. Minus two. Okay. So, Salman Rushdie, Martin Amos, or Christopher Hitchens? Andy and Amos. Uh, <laughs> Andy and Amos is the, is the right answer. But I already gave my answer. Right, but which one would you say now that you know the Amos. 
Correct. So I lost. Who is he? Yeah, you lost. Saturn. He's a writer. So it's three to one. Saturn three, the right. He wrote that with three to one. Kurt. Kurt Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Yes. And Farrah Fawcett. Yes. I kind of like that movie. Okay, Doctor Tar. Here we go. What kind of modified transportation did Bonsai drive in the adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai across the eighth dimension? What did he drive or what powered? What kind of modified transportation? So what was it that he drove? It was a car. (laughs) It was modified. You gotta be specific. Well, other than the flux capacitor, but... No, no, that no, was that's the other wrong movie. movie. Oh, man, you're so far off. <laughs> I just remembered John Big Booty. Boutet. Boutet. Sorry, yes. I mispronounced that. Oh, so, God damn it. So what, what is it? I'm flopping. Oh, no. What transportation did Bonsai drive in the adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai across the eighth dimension? Yeah. What did he drive? What was it? It was a car. I mean, you want to be more car? specific, yeah. The kind of car, is that what yes. you mean? Is that what? Yeah. yeah. Is, like, was it a Studebaker? Yeah, <laughs> yeah what kind of car? Tar. An Edsel. An Edsel? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see Tar's face. He was very serious. It was so studious. An Edsel. Fuck, I don't know. What? I don't know. That's pretty stupid. What? Chrysler, or a, or a Cadillac. It was a truck. <laughs> That's what I meant. A truck. Oh, <laughs> sorry, it wasn't. It a was car. a Cadillac truck. I'm sorry, it wasn't a car. It was a truck. <laughs> oh, it's getting tense. It's two to three. It's two to three. <laughs> Fuck that one. I, I thought he the, meant. I thought he meant like you know a Chrysler. I got to go, go pee anyway. So just two fill up the gap here. Okay. <laughs> well, this one is coming from. Professor Feather. You ready? Yeah. Who wrote the screenplay for Ghostbusters? Roger Zemeckis. Is that your answer? Yeah. Okay. That's not an option, so you're wrong. Okay, so I must be wrong. Who was, what's the options? It was uh, either Bill Murray and Harold Ramis... Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, or just Ivan Reitman? Ivan Reitman. No, that's right. It was Harold Ramis and one of those other guys. And Dan Aykroyd. It was, it was, was it a, Dan yeah. Aykroyd? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that, that was, was for Ghostbusters? One. That was for Ghostbusters, mm. the original one. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Mediocre. So it's still two to three. It's so two to three. Now it's Tar Star. Okay. This is Dr. Tar. <laughs> I'll answer. Come on. Give me We're the question. Gonna, we're gonna the take, answer is War of the Worlds. We're going to take a commercial break. Please stay tuned. Oh, shut up, you mouth. <laughs> Don't miss our next episode, Fuel's Russian or the Star-Spangled Boner. It is time for Tar to answer a question. It is his turn. It's two to three in Tar's favor right now. Are you ready, Tar? Am I there? Tar, Tar, where are you? Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's some bullshit, man. When I tell you to speak up, you speak up. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, too. Yeah. Hell no. Okay. <laughs> question. Question right. for Tar. Here's the question. Moving in along. The 1984, Father, quit lighting up. In the 1984 film, The Gremlins, what are the Mo- Mogwai rules that mustn't be broken? Oh. No water. Um, can't feed them after midnight. Is that your answer? How many rules did I have? <laughs> that would be cheating. What? Oh, okay. No sunlight. I right, whatever. 
Come on, it's been a while. You got it. Yeah. <sighs> Nicely done. Yes. Yeah, that was excellent. I am impressed because I forgot about the sunlight. Right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, oh, nice. Okay, so we are still at two to three. Or three to two. Three to three. <laughs> <laughs> this next question is for Professor Fajar. 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 Uh, in 1988, my stepmother is an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Features what What actress now widely known for TV work? Oh, um, I'm sorry. Okay, this one. This one. Barbara Bain. Now, this one we're we're gonna give you the options because it's this is effed up. Oh no, 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 no. Rachel Bilson. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kristen Bell. Okay. Or Allison Hannigan. <laughs> That's that? me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does it ring a bell on any of them? It doesn't ring a bell. Okay, we'll choose that one. Yeah. That is incorrect. Kristen Bell is not it. It is Allison Hannigan. Oh, good. I guess Hannigan was her. I'll take that answer to my grave. (laughs) Okay. My surgrave. It's now fortitude. Fortitude. It's fortitude. All right, here's the question, Dr. Tara. Are you ready? Do you accept this mission? Is it going to blow up? <laughs> like your girlfriend. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The sequel to Alien was called... Aliens. Is that your answer? Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, give him the easy ones. <laughs> How about Village of the Giants? Okay, my turn. Yeah, here's your turn. Ready? What is not a name of a character in The Fly? So I have to give you these. Oh, the I was going to say Alex Flyby. <laughs> Maggot. That's not. No, Maggot. No, no. Okay. This so, one I have to, I have to okay. give you. Which okay. fly? Doran Martell, Sathis Borens, or Veronica Quaif? <laughs> <laughs> which is not. <laughs> yes, which is not. I would hope. Third one was <laughs> Veronica Quaife is not. That's wrong. I Veronica Quaife was. It's. Uh, I said I hope she, she wasn't wrong. Doran. So Doctor Tar has reached five. He's the winner. Doctor Tar is the winner once again. Reigning champion. Still a champion. Still a champion. <laughs> That's not me, by the way. That's Tar. What? What? <laughs> Lactose intolerant. I tip my cup to you, Dr. Tar. <laughs> he hates cows. Teat. Utter. You have best to say once again. Utter silence. I'm. <laughs> I really That's the name it. of my new album. What's that? Utter silence. Push and pull. That's one of the songs. Tug and pull. Tug and pull. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap up an episode here. (laughs) (laughs) I say we go on. We can go on. No, we have another episode to do yet. Forge ahead. We're going to wrap up and then forge. And then we'll forge ahead. (laughs) Working in the coal mine. Woo! (laughs) That's twerking in the coal mine. Oh, twerking twerking in the coal mine. Going down, 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 twerking in the coal mine. Oops, I just went Dropping down. It. <laughs> it's five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Show us. Oh. So dirty following that one. This is Dr. Ta. This is Professor. I'm curious how this one's going to be edited together. <laughs> Feather. And I am the Midnight God. <laughs> <laughs>
Sly, who is I might point probably out, gonna fuck most up when I edit this together. <laughs> this is Unsane Radio. Unsane Radio. Unsane Radio. This is Unsane Radio. This is Unsane Radio. We're not crazy. <laughs> Send us Send some, us some email. email. Send us some email. Anything really. We crave it. We need it. It's a therapy. We should read some of our email sometime. Where do Maybe. they where do they send the email to? Unsane Radio at gmail.com. Yes, it is a Gmail account. Unsane Radio at gmail.com. Gmail. This is because Blue Fez wants to sing this with us. Unsaneradio at gmail.com. Kind of like the Carradine Shuffle. Unsaneradio.com. Unsaneradio at gmail.com. sing it. Where do we find the tar and feather? Oh, they're on the interwebs. Tarringfeather.com. If you don't know how to spell it by now, forget it. Phonetic. Okay, it's F E T H E R. No way. Yeah. You can find us on the Facebooks. Radio Unsane. Yes. And uh, At. Psycho Cinema for Tar and Feather. We are on the Twits. <laughs> we are part of the Twits. We are the twins. We are twins. Remember, it's PCP. Psycho Cinema Production. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say pretty rank crap. I'm down <laughs> with that. <laughs> down. This episode has been brought to you by Morton Doms Emporium. Get your used props at Morton Doms Emporium. That's mortondom.org. Those used props include masks, set pieces, prophylactics, blood, and also sponsored by Nolan's No One Sauce. It's tangy.